The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. In this week's episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, we talk nothing but football. We've got some juicy tidbits from TMZ. The Dave Campbell's Texas Football book was released, and we go through the Texas Tech preview. We've got a couple of great questions from you. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, podcast where we talk about Texas Tech sports and food, mostly. <laughs> I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I had this like internal conversation with myself today, thinking, I need to change up the intro. We've been doing this for 25 weeks, or 25 episodes. It needs to be different. Is, so, is different, that was is my, different that was better? my attempt. Change for change sake, that's not always good. Actually, it's hardly ever good. But I think I think it was I think it was delightful. I, I enjoyed it because we do talk about food a lot, and might as well bring that up from the get go. Even though I, I think you mentioned it in the, in the professional voice intro. Oh yeah, you do. It's in the it's in the the voiceover. Will you bring out will you bring out the the uh, the gravitas on that. Well, and and I, I've I've said this before. The reason why it was so deep. Is when I recorded that, it was after we had recorded a long episode. It was like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I was a little tired, but like I had been talking for two hours. <clears throat> and it was just, the voice was, was downhill. It was, welcome to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Yeah, y'all can probably... Not that you haven't just heard that since we just started the recording. <laughs> probably uh, those listening can tell, because mine will fade out. My voice will fade out probably starting about 45 minutes in. It's just kind of gone. Usually, I run out yeah. of the water that I brought in here, and I don't want to. I don't want to stop the train from rolling <laughs> to go get some water, so I just keep going through, and then my voice just kind of gets a little. It's a little rough. I'm yeah, an engineer, not, man. I don't have to talk. Yeah, I, I'm an engineer. I get to just kind of sit behind a computer most of the time. So, yep. when I when I have to talk, it's right, always so, a burden. <laughs> yeah. So. Last week will have been will should have been our last week off until the end of the football season. Full steam ahead, my friend. We're we're gonna like whenever we talk about the the football team going 11, 11 weeks in a row. That was probably last year. <laughs> I thought you were about to say eleven and one. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we're about to hit a stretch where we're going to be recording at least once a week until we start football season. Then we're going to go twice a week. So. Buckle up. Buckle in. Yeah. Buckle up. So, really quickly, last week, the reason why we didn't record last week, I was actually in Colorado. We went on a 
we. I went on a camping trip with some of the young men at my church. Um, they are mostly Boy Scouts. They're 14 to 18-year-old boys. Um, so we we asked them what kind of adventure do they want to have this summer. They, they, they want to do some survival-type skills, right? Mm-hmm. So we found this really remote lake, um, Red Lake in Colorado. It's very southeast corner. The closest town is Antonito, Colorado. Yeah, it's a, t- a town of like three or 400 people. Um, and even then, it's four, 45 minutes away from the trailhead. So we get there. We park. And it's a three-and-a-half-mile hike into the camp, or where, where we were going to camp. Three-and-a-half-mile hike? A, How long does that take? Well, hold on. Um, let me tell you. Three-and-a-half miles in, we started at around 9,000 feet, and we climbed 2,000 feet in the hike. So we, we ended, it was just under 12,000 feet. So with the, with the elevation, with climbing up, and it was, of course, started raining the moment we got out of the cars. It took us three and a half hours to, to, to hike in. It was good. But the rest of the week was great. Um, zero cell service. We were like an hour away from cell service. First time I, I've done, I've been like that since I can remember. And it was actually really good. We had a really good week. That's a nice feeling. I, I think the last time that I was without cell service for that long was probably one of the times my wife and I went to Mexico and it was mainly because I was cheap that was my excuse I didn't want to have my phone on and get charges for for roaming for roaming so international roaming yeah it was it was mainly cheapness but it was it was really nice because I truly just I think we turned both phones off put them in the little safe thing just because safes are fun to use, I don't even know if they're if they're that uncrackable at hotels. But <laughs> they're probably like small enough and light enough they could just pick up and walk. Yeah, out. that's kind of what I thought, and then they could figure it out later. But I thought, oh well, we'll put it in here because I'm going to show that I'm a responsible person. Yeah. So we, I turned my cell phone off basically when I, when I got out of the car on Monday. Turned it back on on the way out on Friday. So, like, my phone had, like, legit been turned off for five days. Turned it back on. had a 100% battery. I was like, yeah. Man. <laughs> Mine probably would have drained. I, mine would have drained some. I, my phone's dying on me. But And then you said you went to the zoo, Michael? I did. Yes. Uh, we did. It's like a week of vacations here. We did a very, very quick whirlwind trip to the zoo. Uh, we have a... Our little girl's, she's a little over a year and a half. I would say how many months she is, but I told myself I wouldn't do that once she was past a year. And I've already broken that enough. So she's she's a little over a year and a half. Uh, we, we loaded up Friday after work. My wife booked a hotel room. And uh, we grabbed my mom and the four of us drove to Abilene Friday evening and checked in the hotel and then went to the zoo first thing Saturday morning had a great time the weather was perfect it was I mean it barely got into the 80s before we left but my my little girl was she loves animals and stuff but most of the places she's been has been petting zoos so we think she was a little disappointed so she to reach out yeah. like, I want to feel that <laughs> she's a very adventurous little kid and 
she like she loves to climb everything and loves to be in the middle of everything. So she was I don't think she was that impressed with it. And we discovered that probably within the first fifteen minutes of being there, but we're like <laughs> and well, you're like dang it. Yeah, it's like it's we're a three hour drive. <laughs> we're here. Uh we're gonna enjoy it and, and we did. We had an we had a really nice time. There was a little train that goes around. The zoo was way different from when I remember because uh, I grew up around Abilene, so we went to the zoo a lot for field trips or for church trips or for different reasons. And I probably haven't been there in 20 years, and I had no idea. Everything looked completely different. Uh, there's a lot of birds, which birds aren't the greatest, most fun thing to see at a zoo. But, <laughs> that you know, the, the zoo was fun. Uh, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. You know, it was fun seeing my mom and Evelyn interact and everything, and it was just kind of fun to to do a, a quick trip like we used to before we had kids. Uh, and it was also really great to uh, get a little bit of Taco Bueno for lunch on the before we hit the road back. So yeah, I'm I mean, impressed. for <laughs> you know, Abilene Zoo was pretty nice. If anyone out there has some other zoo suggestions, I hear there's one in Amarillo to check out. That's you know, people either kind of love or hate, but you know, it's closer, so we we may check that out. Yeah, and so I grew up in the Dallas area, so I went to the Dallas Zoo and Fort Worth Zoo fairly regularly, and mm-hmm. that was my like baseline for zoos. Oh man, so you started out <laughs> up there, and then it was earlier this spring, or I don't remember how long ago it was, but my in-laws here wanted to go to the zoo in Clovis, and it was an adventure because first it's Clovis, New Mexico. Clovis has a zoo. Been. This this is this is breaking news. They have like a giraffe and a camel that they have a few birds they have like deer and elk it's like they trapped one nearby (laughs) and just put it in the zoo or it just wandered in and they never let it leave basically it's not an impressive like it's it's not worth your time i kind of heard some or uh Basically, what my wife had read online was that the deal with Amarillo was 
I think people were claiming that the it was more like cages. You know, it wasn't as it wasn't a quote unquote habitat looking places. You know, it was kind of like these animals were in cages and it wasn't as appealing. Whereas in Abilene they, they really did a, a good job of creating a habitat or kind of a livable looking space area. I've watched too much HGTV, but <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to affect me or um, or our daughter because part of the reason she didn't like the zoo as much was because it was hard to see stuff. We either had to lift her up to see stuff because there was too much vegetation that was mm-hmm. that it, it was too natural looking. <laughs> Animals were blending in everywhere; you couldn't really see them. She, because she, you know, you'll point at something to her, and and she won't really see it unless it's right in front of her. She can't see far enough yet, I, I think, to focus on something. So, I don't know. Maybe Clovis is the way to go. Maybe we should. Uh, there's there's supposed to be a really good barbecue place in Farwell. Maybe we should hit that up and cross into Texaco. <laughs> there's actually and supposed on the to be Clovis. a really good barbecue place between us, off University. Oh, that's right. Big Ben's barbecue. If anybody looks shady AF, dude, it isn't like but that's, some dude's front yard. Yeah, I I think that's it's it's really it's really got potential. It's really got potential. We should do that's it. That's true. Maybe we should it, do it could remote, be really good or really bad. We should do a live remote from from Big Ben's. We should. That would be really good. We just show up. Yeah. Hey, we're with hey, dude, the, we're gonna we're gonna order barbecue and we're gonna sit here for an hour and a half talking football. We're gonna say, hey, I need to speak with Ben, please. And we can and bring him out here. Could you please? No, not no, 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 not little Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big please ben. bring Big Ben out and and tell him it's the twenty three personnel podcast guys, and he's going to say, "Of and, course, I know who you are." And, and explain the pigs for sale sign on the front gate. <laughs> Is there really one? Yes. <laughs> Big Ben's barbecue next to it. Pigs for sale. It's like, are you selling your meat or <laughs> maybe whole hog? Anyways. Maybe that's what he means. <laughs> All right, this is uh, sports talk in July. That's what you get. Yep. No, we actually have a lot of football. We're we're just doing straight football today. Um, there was baseball and basketball question marks in the notes. I deleted them. I was like, nope, we're going straight football. Yeah, the question mark on my on my part was just generous. I thought if you had something, we'll throw it in there. But I don't, I don't know what's going on with those two. I have stopped following basketball. I know there's a video that came out that said there's 100 days before the next season starts. Like, that seems awfully fast, but makes sense. Yeah. But we're like a month away from football, so let's talk about that. Since I I keep wanting to say spring football. No, it's fall camp. The last few weeks of fall practice start this week. Imminently, within a couple of days. Um, Getting ready for the the season. I think we're going to do... Over the next couple of weeks, we'll probably do a more in-depth opponent previews or preseason previews. Um, today, we're going to talk about the Texas football Bible that came out, the 2018 version of Dave Campbell's Texas football. All 400 pages of it coming at you. I'm just kidding. We're not going to read 400 <laughs> pages of it. But there is a Texas Tech section that is one, two, three, four... I have six pages. We'll get to that. Um, 
Got some Kirby Hocut news. There's a tweet and a radio show announcement. Oh. He's coming after us, our show, Michael. He is. He's he's to... targeting us specifically. Yep, and then uh, the most reputable sports source out there, TMZ, dropped some some hot takes on us yesterday, Monday? I think I it was, Monday. yes. Yeah, it was Monday. So we'll talk about that. Um, got some listener questions. There's a really good one from Kyle Jacobson about starting odds on the quarterback. I was like, I had to look up what those numbers meant. I was like, ooh, those are really good numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think he's got a really good line there. He does, and we'll get to that. Uh, the hot news segment, the cord cutting corner. Michael's got an update for us, and then a couple things on what we learned. But let's go back and start talking about football. Let's start off with this tweet you found. Um, I don't know if it was a Texas Tech fan or just a Texas college football. Not Texas, like University of Texas, but... Um, oh, wait, he says he's a... No, we're good. He he is a Tech fan. So, at Grady Benton 777 tweets directly at Kirby Hoka and says, Hey, man, absolutely love the job you're doing, but as a Tech fan and lifelong friend of several Aggies, can we please get them on the football schedule before we all die? Question mark. Kirby Hocutt responds, um, same day. I, I I don't know how much time was in between it. He says, we're in. Takes two to play. I, I'm, I'm all for this. I welcome this Dude. with open arms. Now, I, I, I know that he, there's probably some politics going on here, but like the way he phrased it, it sounds like we're ready to go. We're waiting on them. That's exactly how I, yeah, I, I thought that too. Whether that's even true or not. No, but like he said it first. So A&M can suck it. Yeah, he, he, he phrased it in a certain way to to where you could completely interpret it that, well, we've reached out to them and told them that we would be willing to put them on the schedule. Whether they have or not, it doesn't matter. But it's also just a fact. It does take two to play. So Yeah, you can't play the Aggies without, without the Aggies being there. You can't dispute it. It's a pretty it's a pretty good uh it's a pretty good little statement that's just four words that you can read a couple things into. I I know we talked about it a while back. I, I think it was another great listener question. I think someone asked who we missed the most from the old Big 12. And A&M was definitely number one for me because they were uh, – it was a pretty even rivalry and they're a very interesting group of people to <laughs> to make yes, fun of. Much. And then, you know, they've got a lot of great things that they could make fun of of us so it it just it worked pretty well uh they have the superiority status where they barely acknowledged tech exists and i i don't know they they were look at the record of like the last 10 games i think tech was like eight and two yeah tech pretty much closed out uh owning college station but we're seven and three it it was yeah it it was something like that it was pretty dominant but i i would just love it I think it'd be great. I'd a home and home. I, I doubt. I really doubt they'd give us a home and home. They'd probably pull that no, Jones AT and T Stadium um, BS. They, I remember when we were talking about this several years ago, and there was, we were actually like addressing it on like Tex Ags or something stupid. And the Aggies were like, "There's no, there's no way we would the Aggies would give up money of pl- not playing a home game. It makes no sense." I was like, "Makes sense from a interest standpoint of like." You can either play a Lamar, which Tech is, and it should be a stupid game, like empty stadium, or you can play like Texas Tech, Texas A&M, 
home and home pack both stadiums for both of those games. Yeah. I I almost think, and I said Jones AT&T Stadium because I was thinking Jerry Jones. I almost think if, if they did do it at Jerry World, do you think they could fill it up? Absolutely. I think so, too. I, I You know, no one likes to hear this, but there's a lot of Aggies out there, and they could they could buy a lot of seats. I mean, and so would Tech. They could take the, the, the Tech allotment that, that we don't sell. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I mean, don't, I, I, think, I, tech I think there would be more. If there was a chance to, there would probably be more A and M fans there than than Tech fans. Let's be realistic. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. They would be calling into the Tech ticket office and be buying up our tickets and yeah, crap like that. I, Which is fine. It's money that goes back to our school. But I think that if if they did it there, okay, you know. But I, I really think the way to do it would be a home and home to get the true old school Big Twelve. Southwest Conference feel back to it. So, right. Nicely done, so, Mr. Hokut. Yes. If you're still listening, let us know what you would like to see with a Texas Tech, Texas A&M um, series rekindling, whether it's a home and home, neutral site. Um, so, just really quick back to the Kirby Hokut's tweet as like the one to the six words it was in a hashtag. From the 27th of July, which is four days ago when we recorded this, it had 700 likes. I, I, I could probably look it up into a more accurate number, but, like, that's a lot. I think once you a hit 700, it has happen. to happen. Whatever you whatever you tweeted, it has, to, it has to become law now. I think that's how it's ratified in the, in the Twitterverse. The Twitterverse. Yeah, 700. Look Let's it up. See. It's in Just the, really it's in the fine I'm, print. I'm doing it. He's checking it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. You want me to 697. sing? 697. Oh, so it like it died off right after you took the screenshot. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Which we have at 696. So. Well. All right. Let's let's talk about some TMZ because that's that's my favorite source of sports news. That's where I right? go. Yes. Yeah, that's it's my first stop in the morning. It's not taking the planes. It's TMZ. Yep, TMZ first, always. They had an uh, interesting article come out f- with Baker Mayfield's perspective of how he was disrespected and slighted by Kingsbury and how as soon as, King- as, soon as Mayfield hurt his knee against Kansas that like Kingsbury basically disinvited him from the quarterback and offensive meetings and wouldn't give him the time of day, and obviously he wasn't going to give him a, a, a scholarship at the end of the season, which we all know was ridiculous because he couldn't give scholarships until some part way into the spring, and a couple of guys that were still on the roster at that point got got scholarships, so there were scholarships available. Um, obviously, if Mayfield was still with the team, would have been the first one to get a scollarship. Um, but you know, of course, he and his daddy were like, "No, he, Kingsbury hates us," and blah blah blah. Really ridiculous. So I, I didn't watch the series or the video. I just read this ridiculous article and some of the quotes from Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Really, nothing new. If you haven't read it yet, it's Mayfield being Mayfield. So yeah, save yourself some time searching out the article and save them some clicks. Yeah, I, I think the best part was Kingsbury's response, like that afternoon. I don't know if like they had it back to back and they just waited a little while to release Kingsbury's 
part of it. Either way, he basically said, um, I've always been a fan of Mayfield. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, I think, you know, Mayfield, I actually watched the clip. I hate, I hate myself. I went to TMZ. I watched <laughs> the clip. It's really tame. Uh, you know, he, he talks about how things changed after his injury and... Which I don't remember him being injured, but I just I, remember him sucking. I do remember I do remember that now because that was why Webb came in and started. But and he keeps mentioning that he went five and or the article keeps mentioning that it, he went five and zero as a starter, and that's not true because he started two other games, and the five games he won, only one of them was against a decent team, and that was TCU, in that weird Fox game. I'm, I'm not trying to trash him. I'm not here but, to trash but him. But it just he was he didn't throw the winning touchdown. That That's Webb. right. Webb did that. That's, like, that's a good point. Mayfield threw one touchdown. It was like 10 seconds into the first quarter and then nothing. Yeah. Like we scored really early on on the first drive and then it was nothing. But what gets me, I mean, it doesn't get me so much what he said, but gosh, this TMZ article is so terrible because the headline of it says, Baker Mayfield rips Cliff Kingsbury. You treated me like trash. Yes, which, there it was. Which Mayfield never said that. Uh, he never said that at all. What he said was pretty just matter-of-factly, and it was kind of like, all right, not a big deal. Some of this can be disputed. Uh, but there's other stuff in the article wording that says, essentially saying the guy kicked him to the curb when he got injured. And then, uh, what else did he say? But Mayfield says what really pissed him off was when tech officials told him they didn't have a scholarship for him. And it's just... Uh, TMZ well, is the worst. That may have been true. Like, we don't have a scholarship for you right now. Right. So, like, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess the Edwards out of there. There could be some truth to that statement that Tech said, we don't have a scholarship for you. But that wasn't the, the end of the of that statement. Like, we don't have a scholarship for you right now. We don't have a scholarship because we can't give one right now. Yeah. Or as, as, as much fun as it is to give Mayfield grief. I, this is pretty low on the on my uh, anger scale or whatever you want to call it. I, I think he just, he was obviously probably asked about it and he told his side of it. It's, it's a docu-series on Fox Sports called All the Way Up. That's where they pulled the clip from and I haven't seen the whole thing because I probably won't, but it's yeah, not, not a big search deal. It out. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. But yeah, exactly echoing back to what Kingsbury responded with was pretty much exactly what Spencer said. The exact quote says, I've always been a huge fan of Baker and loved working with him. He had an incredible career at Oklahoma, and I wish him nothing but continued success as he begins his NFL career. So, you know, so I'm glad he, he responded. Respond. Well, he doesn't respond to the allegations of everything else, which he shouldn't have. No, just leave it open. That's okay. Because you don't want to get into a back and forth through TMZ, right? And it was just really classy. Anyways, I think it's probably far too much Baker Mayfield talk. <laughs> yeah, he's in the NFL now. He's playing for the worst organization on the planet. Best of luck. He's a millionaire. He'll be all right. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's actually talk about some tech football. Some new uh, news, per se, but some new content, new material to, to cuss and discuss about. The 2018 Dave Campbell's Texas football came out. I don't know how long ago. I picked it up last night. Um, for the uh, 
the uh, steal of $10.95. Which you're like, we spent $11 on a magazine. This is a book, guys. It's 400 pages. It's a text. It is, it the, is. It is the text. But I want to start off. So I, I read the, the text section. A reading, inter- a reading from... <laughs> a reading from the book of Dave Campbell. Oh, gosh. A reading from Campbell. <laughs> so the author for most of the Big 12 stuff was David Ubbin. And you, you guys remember him from when he was the Big 12 reporter for ESPN. That's right. Uh, I remember that he got, he got the job for that. Uh, I remember that tweet a couple of months ago. So I'm, I'm glad that he was able to, to contribute so quickly on this. Yeah, it, it's, it's, they're solid write-ups. I've read a couple of them. Um, but I want to start off with some trivia for you. Okay, so in, in, here in the article, it's okay. Let me ask you: When do you think the last winning season was for Tech? Texas Tech football. Yes, last winning season. Uh, okay, regular season. This has this has the total thirteen games on it, which is a spoiler alert. Sorry. Ah, okay, that was twenty thirteen. No, it's actually twenty fifteen. Oh. They went seven and six. Was that? That was the year they lost LSU. Yeah, that was when we got hammered by Fournette. Oh, so bad. Okay. Okay. Last ten win season. This one's easy. Uh, Two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Last bowl game. This one's also easy because it was so last recent. year. Or yep. Yeah, it was last okay. year. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> yes, this predates my tech fan fandom by oh. I'm not going to give you a certain. I'm not going to give you a date range because you know when I started. Last conference title. Oh gosh, uh, I think they won the Southwest Conference at some point. Yes. Uh, what if I give you a range? Would you accept okay. a range? Sure. I'm going to say, like between '88 and '90, somewhere around there. That's possible, but that's not the latest one. This one says last conference title was 1994. They were Southwest Conference co-champs. Oh, okay. That, and I think the Big 12 started in 96 or somewhere around there. 98. Was it 98? I think so. Okay. Okay. Last consensus All-American. Oh, man. I couldn't tell you I'll that. check the name on them, really. Do what? The last one. I'll, I'll check the name. You, you don't have to give me a year. Oh, yeah. Check a name. The name. Uh, consensus? Mm-hmm. Was it Crabtree? Not the latest one. Oh. There's been one between... We need why some, like, Jeopardy music. Why am I having trouble with this? Okay, can you give me a position? Tight end. Amaro. Jason, Jason Amaro. Yes. That, it, that was who I was going <laughs> to guess, believe it or not. Okay. The last time Tech was ranked... The last preseason AP ranking. Oh man, this is this is, this is a long time ago. Was, this is like surprisingly long ago. This is two thousand eight. Was the last time Tech was ranked in the preseason in the AP poll. What were they in the twenties? Twelve. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know we did do pretty well in two thousand seven. Yeah, and then everybody was coming back. Right. That's true. Okay. Last postseason AP ranking. Uh, I think it's we also were Mike Leach year. Is it really? I kind of thought we got ranked in yeah, the Holiday Bowl. No, that wouldn't make sense. Well, I guess yeah. I guess the, the Alamo Bowl. 
Was it 2009? Yep. 2009. They finished the season at 21. Um, last first round NFL draft pick? Patrick Mahomes. Correct? Yes. But this this box is wrong. It it says Crabtree. Oh, but they Mahomes must have written that. Was, bef- why would they even? Yeah, Mahomes yeah, that, was the last one. That's strange. Yep. Good call. Last win versus an AP top ten. This will disappoint and break your heart. Was it against Texas? Nope. Oh no no no. Okay. There was OU in Norman. There was, I think we beat Mizzou. So it's not that far back. It's not that far back. Gosh. I don't. 2012 versus number five, West Virginia. Oh, that's, yep. Okay, because I was like, I don't think Kingsbury has one. Tuberville. That's why I kept going back to Tuberville. I knew OU was one and Missouri. All right, this one's easy. Last player to receive Heisman votes. There's actually two. Uh, what do you mean? There's, your there's hint. two. What'd you say? I said, there's your hint. Oh, there it was, was Harold and Crabtree. Yep, 2008. Harold finished fourth, Crabtree finished fifth. Which is ridiculously too low. And we are running way, way behind. <laughs> that took way too long. No, we're Sorry. good. We've got five minutes, sort of. Yeah, sure. we got five minutes to finish like the rest of this book. Y'all don't know, but we're really trying to do this in an hour this time, so we're we're going for it. Sorry, go ahead. So, so there there were a couple things in each in the offense and defensive sections I wanted to touch on. Um, again, this is more of a question. I want to ask you they they picked preseason offensive player of the year. Who do you think it was? Preseason. Uh, is it Vasher? Nope. Jack Anderson. Who is Jack Anderson? Sorry. <laughs> He's the offensive lineman. Uh, it was nearly a five-star. No offense. No offense to the lineman. And you were you were being sarcastic. Wow, I missed it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wasn't being sarcastic. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so this other point, I thought um, they he points out that Tech will have youth at the quarterback position this That's year. That's sure. We'll have, I think, McLean Carter will be the oldest as a junior. Um, but get this. It says the entire roster of quarterbacks has 48 career pass attempts. That's not That's not worth That's them. not even a full game's worth. No, it's not. For a starter. That's, not, um, that's half a game if you're Pat Mahomes. <laughs> um. And then the so there was a, there was quite a few quotes in this little section by uh, Travis Bruffy, who will be the starting left tackle, um, and he was asked about some kind of high points or what what they're looking for this season, um, and he pointed to the young quarterbacks behind him, and he said, with a young quarterback, keeping him comfortable and letting him play his game is a huge factor. <laughs> this is good. If we're letting people run by us, you could have Aaron Rodgers back there, and we wouldn't win games. Good one. So That's true. Obviously, the offensive line is feeling some pressure, I would say, with um, some young guys behind them. Right. Well, and they're they're probably feeling a little bit of pressure because they're older and they're kind of a more 
Sure, and the entire group is coming back. Yeah, so like, they, they, there are expectations. Right, there's a little bit more expectations on that on that group this year than the previous. Yep. The other thing, it's actually a quote from David Gibbs on the offensive section. Um, David Ubbin says, this spring they, the offense, were searching for an identity, quote from Gibbs, and I think they found one. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Well, we'll just have to see how that shakes out. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Triple option, a, baby. Yeah. They also have a depth chart, which it's not totally accurate because it will not accurate as in they don't have Seth Collins in here. Um, one guy they say to look out for on the depth chart that I could just break through is Daquan Bowman. I don't think that's much of a surprise for people that were paying attention this spring. He was really good. Agreed. Probably starting as an inside receiver. Um, they've listed all three quarterbacks with oars next to their name. <laughs> <laughs> McLean Carter, Jet Duffy, Alan Bowman. Um, okay, but let, let's go to defense really quickly. Um, again, I'm not like reading you the, this, this article because I paid for it, and I'm sure they want you to pay for it as well. But there are some quotes because David Gibbs is like gives Mike Leach level worthy quotes. I know. I wish he would. I wish he was They're allowed just, to be in front of the mic or be interviewed more. He's because he delivers yeah, it, it so dryly. Like his too. first year, he got in trouble because he was just too blunt. Like we suck. <laughs> and like last year, they're like, "No, you're not getting in front of the camera." But this one, he's back in front. Um, but it's kind of it's. He slights tech of old and says we're not like that anymore. He says you couldn't you couldn't just hand the ball off and get ten yards against tech like you used to be able to. We started to control down and distance. So that's not a. I mean, I, I, it is a slight, but it's not. Uh, it's not untruthful. untrue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a accurate slight. David Ubbin actually, like the last little part of his defensive breakdown, he actually goes on to say, with the continuity, 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 whoa. That's it. it. Is. <laughs> continuity on the defensive staff, um, that it's time for the defense to soar. Oh, man. It's a like, they're, they're getting some high praise. Yeah, they are. They, they really are from a lot of different areas, too. And what's interesting, on the next page, they do a player spotlight. But the defensive preseason player of the year is not the player spotlight on the next page. So who do you think the defensive preseason player of the year is? Dakota Allen? Nope. Jashawn Johnson? Why did did I have trouble saying that? (laughs) Jashawn Johnson. (laughs) So obviously the uh, player profile on the next page is Dakota Allen, and they talk about his his, um, leaving the program, going to East Mississippi and coming back. Actually, some really great quotes from Gibbs saying, you know, once we knew he had taken care of business at Eastern Mississippi, there was, like, he was working as hard as he could to get Cliff, excuse me, Coach Kingsbury, whoa. Hey there, Don. Coach Kingsbury and uh, Hocutt on his side to bring him back. Um, Because they knew... Like his warts, as, as he said, um, that they were. Oh, okay. So he said, "I just thought we knew his warts, but we know he's a good kid. Is there any chance we can get him back?" 
So they were working to get him back, which I think was really cool. Obviously, it's going to pay out because, you know, he led the team in tackles, was up there, going to be a huge part of the defense this year, along with other linebackers, um, Jordan Brooks and Rico Jeffers. Dude, like, there's not really a three-man rotation of linebackers in the rest of the conference that I would feel more comfortable with than those three. Yep. So I'm just like blown through this article, and you're just like, "Yep." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> okay. So, so here's here's going to be some discussion. They also have a 2018 schedule and predictions. Really quickly, just give me your agree, disagree, as I go through it. Okay, I'm ready. Ole Miss win. Ooh. <laughs> I know it's like this is the strangest prediction because like a lot of these I've been like, I wouldn't have picked that. Ole Miss win. Lamar win. Yes. Houston loss. No, that's at home. At Oklahoma State win. No. <laughs> Sorry. Home against West Virginia loss. Mm, yeah, I could see that. At TCU loss. No. Home against Kansas win. Yes. At Iowa State win. No. <laughs> Home against Oklahoma loss. Yeah. Home against Texas loss. No, because I'm, I'm, that's like the one that I'm picking. At Kansas State win. Yeah, I could see that. We should finally do that. Baylor in Arlington loss. No. God, no. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, so he got to six and six, but like, I would have I flipped like four of those six wins. Yeah, I, I feel like you could have, you could have, gone either side of those and still come out with six and six pretty easily. Yeah. And then predicted bowl armed forces bowl versus SMU. That would be interesting. Not like that'd be really like fun to watch, but like, like you don't really see a power five team in that bowl game. No. It's like, it's usually like air force and Houston or (laughs) right. Right. No, SMU as they have it here. Yeah. Okay. And they picked a game of the year at Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Do you agree with that? For game of the year as a Tech fan? Yeah, I I think that would be a good barometer setting for the rest of the season. But by that point, I've already played a group of five and a power five school. I think, okay, when's the West Virginia game? Is that the after next that? week after Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State is September 22nd, West Virginia September 29th. I can kind of see the point for Oklahoma State being game of the year if you went into it 3-0. and And if you win that game, you're like... Yeah, you're you're 4-0, you've gotten that monkey off your back, and you're heading home to, to play West Virginia. So I, that's, a, that's a decent argument if you look at it that way. Uh, I think West Virginia's got to be up there too, just because there's kind of some hype and Heisman talk and all that. Which with... you should be able to shut that down, right? Like just, just end that that campaign. Yes. End of September. No, Will Greer is not winning the Heisman. And, and I'm partially, I'm partially picking that one because that's the one that uh, my three good friends have decided to come into town for. So the four of and us you, are you, going to go to that game. So it's it's, it's going to be good, Daniel. These last few years. Like that, like you lost to him last two times ago when they were in Lubbock on a, like a sixty-yard last-second field goal. 
Yeah, and then you blew and a huge lead. Then last time they came to Lubbock, you got in you and had West a, Virginia. Yeah, and then you know, like I, I was going to say that you got punked before the game and you got blown out by a mediocre West Virginia team at home. And last year, should have won. You didn't close the game out. Couldn't kick a field goal. You couldn't keep a drive going in the fourth quarter. They scored like 50 points on you in 10 minutes, I felt like. I'd also throw in OU as possible game of the year because, I mean, OU's they're definitely not going to be – it's not like they're going to go 4-8 and eight this year or something, but they don't have uh, a very talented quarterback that, you know, people sometimes refuse to admit that he was talented. They don't have him this year, and they are missing some key guys that they had last year. So – that could be a, a, a big game uh, if they're coming into Lubbock and, you know, we've only lost two or three and have shown so some that, promise. That, it, that could be pretty big, too. You have a question here from your friend Adam that I think plays into this. Yeah. And, and we'll get to that more specifically. But he's talking about, like, if all of the Big 12 is down. Which we should, talked about on should, the last podcast. Should Tech's expectations not be higher? Right. Like they have a chance to take down more teams, which I, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, we mentioned that on the last podcast. Y'all, you and Hunter kind of brought that up and kind of made me rethink things a little bit uh, about the possibility of the Big 12 being down. And if that's the case, should our expectations change? And that's exactly what, what he gets into yeah. pretty bluntly on his question. <laughs> so if you haven't yet, go buy it. Go buy the... Dave Campbell's Texas football, really great, great um, resource for not just you know Texas Tech, but all Texas college teams. They've got some little previews on um, the rest of the Big Twelve, and then even smaller ones on the rest of the conferences. One more thing before we move on, they highlight five true freshmen or incoming freshmen that I think could make an impact this year. If you've been paying attention the spring, I don't think. It, the first three are really going to like be surprises. The sleepers they picked, I think, would be really interesting to see. So the, the top three would be two wide receivers, Eric Ezukanma, and I, I practiced that. I was going to get it right, and I'm, I missed it. <laughs> the Keller Timber Creek receiver, Eric Ezukanma. The Abilene Cooper receiver, Myler Royals. He was here oh, for the spring, yeah. was in the spring game. Yep. And Grapevine quarterback, Alan Bowman. Yep, getting all a lot three of, could play really significant time this year. I know, getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of stuff on the old rumor mill about Bowman. Yep, and then the sleepers, um, wide receiver from Burnett, Sterling Galbin. Um, they go on to say like he's a prototypical inside receiver for Tech, quick, sticky hands, um, smaller in stature, but could be really. Um, meaning he could play some meaningful snaps, and then. All-purpose back, Tejon Henry, and his was more like he can not necessarily break through as a running back year one, but he could make an impact coming in like as a receiver on third down or on special teams. So maybe a checkdown guy or something. Even Eric Ezukanma, Myler Royals, Alan Bowman, Sterling Galvin, and Tejon Henry. Be looking for those guys. We'll talk about them a lot more, obviously coming up this season. Um, you haven't picked up. The book, go get it. Michael, you can borrow mine if you want it. I want to because I want to read about the Merkel Badgers and see how they're doing. <laughs> yeah, like, so I was telling Michael before we started, they also do extensive high school previews. 
and I was just looking up for my high school and figured out that um, there are so I, 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 I gave you the wrong number at first Michael there's 32 6A districts in Texas gosh so not 32 6A schools but 32 districts of 6A schools I can't even That's fathom a lot of big boy football yeah and you went to a 6A didn't you it wasn't at the time, like because six A. Well, they didn't have the classification was a new division yet. created after. But I was at the top of. I mean, I was a five A, and it was like we weren't at like the we weren't at the the cutoff point between four and five A. We were very solidly a five A. We're and we got moved up to a six A when that division was created. So my goodness. And then all the schools that we played in our district moved up to six A. So I mean, it wasn't like we were mixed. Um, we were in. We are currently in district. 12-6A, just really quickly, for you uh, high school football fans out there, that would include, sorry, District 11-6A, the Mesquite Horn Jaguars, the school I went to, it's also the school that Jakeem Grant went to, uh, a couple players from OU, uh, Tyler Lee, Red Raiders, <laughs> Tyler Lee, Tyler, uh, Longview Lobos, the Mesquite Skeeters, North Mesquite Stallions, that's the school I went to before, I transferred, Rockwall Yellow Jackets, Rockwall Heath. Those are all in the district. The only thing, the only team that used to be in this district that isn't is Tyler John Tyler. That's, uh, how many people were in your high school? So we had nearly 3,000. My gosh. My hometown now, I, was 2,800 people. I had a friend that told me his graduating class was like 1,600. It's like, good gravy, dude. Oh, my gosh. Can you just imagine like that graduation ceremony? No. Reading off 1,600 names? Even if they – surely they would have broken it up somehow, you know. A A through through L. F will go at eight. (laughs) Oh, we got to half this thing up. So a couple more points before we move on to questions 15 minutes late. Um I guess this was a, a point that Seth brought up in a, a most in a, in a recent um, morning steak. It was a morning steak that writes. What? It was a morning steak. Sorry, you yeah. cut out a little bit. Yeah, the writer for Oklahoma uh, blatant homerism on Twitter. Uh, he says, "Word to the wise: College football is better when you accept that winning a national championship isn't the point." I would disagree. Like, it is the point at least for the competition wise, but it's not reasonable for even 10 schools to expect to be competing for that. Yeah. I, if you're not in those like six or eight schools then don't, don't get, you know, so heartbroken when you're not there. Yeah. It, I think it's a good way to live on, uh, you know, when, when you lose your first or second game, because if, if you were thinking, oh man, we're we're gonna win the ship this year. This is this is it. This is our year. And then you lose game three of the year, and you're just devastated because you think there's no chance. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe don't take it to that point before the season starts. So uh, if and if winning a national championship isn't the point, then what is? I guess they're arguing that just. Uh, 
it's a game. Just, it's entertainment. It's a game. It's it's fun it, to play. It's an opportunity for the student athletes to go to school. Yeah, for the for the the really wholesome reasons um, that that people say when we talk about paying players that uh, well, you know, it's a, it's an education and uh, they're they're molding minds and everything. But but yeah, I, <laughs> I do think it is it, it, that is legitimate. There's some legitimacy to that, and it's the point as a fan is just to be a fan is to observe get to do what we're doing uh have our friends send us text messages saying crazy enjoy things enjoy the ride about, yeah yeah just just enjoy it for what it is so i i see i think that's kind of more what he was getting at all right one more thing we finally set a date for our fantasy draft um well we said that and then we'll probably be in moving it but we will release the episode where we do our fantasy draft the week of the first game. Yes. So the first game will be Saturday the 1st. We will release that episode the 28th or the 29th, whenever we decided to. Uh, we may end up recording a little early because Michael's got some family coming in. Be looking forward to that because we will be doing that recording as we draft, trash talking and everything. Um, Michael and I will be going head-to-head drafting from only the Big 12 which should be interesting now that we're like question mark at the quarterback position and <laughs> yeah, how many tech players are we going to have on our team? That would that will be the barometer of our homerism. <laughs> I think the, I think the one thing that we'll probably really fight over tech wise will be TJ Vasher or the defense. <laughs> I would probably I'd probably try to grab that defense. But the defense special teams, that's kind of worrisome if it's a lump deal, depending on how our draft is done. It is. Those defensive special teams oh, are no. together. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> not not kickers. Oh, kickers are like, – that's right. That's defense right. and special teams as like the returners. Yeah, you're, you're right. My bad. I was, lumping, I was lumping them all together. Okay. But kickers and like field goals and extra points, that's another player you have to draft. So it's separate from the defense. All right. So I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to nail this draft, as y'all can tell, already. Looking forward to this. All right, let's get to some questions. Um, this is from your friend, so I'll let you kind of tee it up and clean it up because it was. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how much I can clean it up. I'll try a little bit. Uh, not long after we recorded our last episode, uh, my friend Adam sent me this text, and it's a long text. It was like three, three texts on my phone, and I was like, okay, we'll, we'll you definitely have an Android that it. won't put them together. I do. I, is that what it is? Because some, well, sometimes people will send me a text and it'll all come in one text. Anyway, I don't know. Um, it's probably so, like it, it probably gets broken up when it when it crosses platforms. So like if an Android text an Android, it's probably all in one. He does have an iPhone, so that's probably Apple it. to Apple, probably all one. But if you break it up, it's like one of three. That's got to be it. Okay. All right. Well, his question, and it goes back to what we talked about on the last podcast. It, if the Big 12 is going to be down this year, shouldn't we expect more from the team or Cliff than to get by with six or seven wins and a expletive deleted bowl game? Even if the defense, even if the defense improves, but we suck on offense and it costs us. That's especially on Cliff. He's the offensive and QB savant. If the Big 12 really does suck this year. We should really expect eight wins at least. Otherwise, let's rip off the Band-Aid and just move on. 
So, so where, interesting so I, perspective. I and I, you know, I really liked. I really liked what he asked there. I, I will put it this way: I think the opportunity to swing more games is there if the defense, if the Big Twelve is down as a whole. Yeah, I think it's still. But I don't think I don't think you can really raise your expectations because you were also going to be down. There's just more of an opportunity to get like the win in Stillwater or the win in Manhattan or, you know, if you sold your soul to get both wins against Texas and Oklahoma at home. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's still too early. I, I, I do think the Big 12 may be down, but it's one of those things you're going to have to reevaluate probably halfway through the season. And see how they've done against out of conference teams, and uh, just kind of how they've they've done overall. And then, if if it's true that the Big Twelve is down and we're still, you know, we're two and four or whatever, then yeah, that's that's really not going to bode well at all. So I, yeah, I, no one's excited about six or seven wins and a POS bowl game. That's. No one's pumped about that, and if the Big Twelve like is the Armed Forces Bowl against SMU, yeah, ex- I'm super yeah, pumped. and if the if the Big Twelve really is down, and then that's what happens, it, you know, gosh, that's depressing. But yeah, it, he's. I think he's right though. If if it does come out that the Big Twelve is down, if we get about halfway through and we can we can kind of see there's no clear front runner except for maybe one. And then we should really maybe adjust our expectations depending on how we've played to around eight wins. That seems crazy to me. But if, if they're down, we've got to take advantage of it. I, I'm talking in circles, man. I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good perspective to look at, look at that and kind of rethink It's going to be something that we'll be talking about probably into like week 10. Yeah, week 10 we'll still it's be like... Big 12 down. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> Well, you know, but that uh, that the team yeah, up in well, Norman's like, doing pretty good, or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah like w- we'll win against Oklahoma State, and then like lose to Kansas, or or no, you lose to Kansas. It's a bad year, regardless. Or Oklahoma um, State will, you know, trounce OU by three touchdowns, or, or something. Yeah, it, so the, it'll 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 reverse itself and it, it'd be one of those like like transitive properties will we'll beat Oklahoma State by three touchdowns Oklahoma will beat us by three touchdowns you know it's yeah. that weird thing like we like there's a ring of three teams that all beat each other like that shouldn't have happened <laughs> yeah why did why did that happen at all and they were all home games or something crazy yeah all right next question the only other question we got which I think is a really good one uh, from Kyle Jacobson, if I gave you the following odds on who the starting quarterback is against Ole Miss, so not like the whole season, just game one, who are you taking? He's got Jet Duffy at even odds. Okay. Alan Bowman at plus 200. Carter at plus 800. So for those that aren't familiar, I had to look this up. Um, theoretical betting, if you were to place $100 on Duffy and he starts, you would win $100. So... You'd get two hundred dollars back if you bet a hundred dollars on Bowman as a starter, and he was. Then you'd get three hundred dollars. Carter bet a hundred, you'd get nine hundred back. So your initial hundred plus the plus whatever. Yep. Um, which is really interesting that Carter came in third 
at such a big number because like betting like plus 800 like ooh like if I were to bet money and knowing what I know about like the I guess hesitancy to start Duffy um, and Bowman may have some arm strength issues not that Carter has a big arm or anything like that plus 800 is really intriguing for Carter yes Bowman being up like solidly second is also really interesting. I I, I would completely I, I would completely go and I didn't know if you're going to go this way or not. Uh, just because I like to bet here and there when I can, uh, I would pick Carter because I, I the odds. Gosh, if if you're going to put in a hundred bucks and get back nine hundred. That's who I'd put my hundred bucks on because the, the return is such a good uh, a good possible return, and then he is the only one who's actually started a game at Tech for he's Cliff Kingsbury. Has a forty-eight pass attempts on the road. Mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he should be or not, but uh, man, but we've also seen Kingsbury's not hesitant to start a true freshman. Right. Yeah. Bowman has been here since the spring. I just, I just see, I just see that plus eight hundred, and I think I've got to put a hundred dollars on that and just see what happens. <laughs> that's that's how I see it. So I don't know if that completely answers what we were getting at or not, but that is what I would do if those were sitting in front of me, and I had a hundred dollars and I had to put it on one of them. I'd put it on Carter just because I, I would, I would love to see nine hundred bucks come back my way. <laughs> yeah, like the, the risk of losing a hundred to gaining nine hundred or to gaining eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah, is enough. I, I think I agree with you. I'd also go with Carter because he has he has experience, um, and that plus eight hundred is really tasty. And so far, <laughs> I've I've been hearing on Double T, I think he's the only one who's been a, who's been made available for media, ever. Well, he's also like not a freshman, which I think is their rule. Okay, okay. I don't think I knew about the freshman rule, but I mean, in, in Duffy, it kind of makes sense. They. They're, they're, you probably want to shield him a little bit more. Yeah, shield him a little bit or have it to where they can address. If they want to ask him anything about the spring, they can just all address it at once and get it over with. But Now, he may be made available going forward into like the fall camps and everything, especially if there's like if it becomes a two-quarterback race instead of a three-quarterback race. Right. And he's in it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, great question, I, Kyle. I, I would not expect to hear from Bowman, even if he's a starter all year because of their freshman rule. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, so we're putting money on Carter. Yep, oh, I'm putting money on Carter. That plus 800, that's, I can't resist it. All right, let's, let's, let's get your Sunlink update. I'm, okay. This, this juicy note in here has just got me really intrigued. So, okay, uh, cord-cutting corner. Um, okay, so for, for those of y'all who don't know, I'm currently on Sunlink with cable and internet, and we're looking to... Are you still with them? Because like last time we talked, you said you were days away from, from canceling. Well, that's that's the story. Uh, what happened was my wife's phone died on July 16th. Oddly enough, the day that we canceled the insurance <laughs> on both of our phones, which somehow cost $21 a month. So y'all need to look that up. We, I mean, we had three or four-year-old phones it was not worth keeping that crazy insurance, so we canceled it that day. And we were even talking about, hey, you need to 
uh, back up the photos I've taken of our daughter on, on there. And I was like, okay, sure, when I get home from work, I'll do it. Anyway, her phone died and never came back on that same mm-hmm. night. So she got a new one on the 17th. And on that day, she set up an appointment with AT&T. She just, it was like 45 bucks a month, roughly, for 100 megabits per second uh, internet with, they do have a data cap, but it's a terabyte. So the most of, yeah, so the most I've ever I, done I, at I Sublink got, was like 300. So I think we got that, that same like promo flyer in the mail that said, here's 100 speed terabyte data limit you can get a thousand speed with no data limit yeah yeah pretty much the same deal so yeah she just made which was also interesting because like it was mailed and addressed to me like they done a, a direct mail piece uh-huh. had my name my address and then fine print and said may not be available in your area I was like you sent this to me and my area you paid to send this to me you know you where should i know am. if it's in my area I'd be really frustrated, like to, to try to switch over to AT and T. Like we're not available. Like you mailed me something, you dumbs. <laughs> Sorry, oh, go on. I keep, uh, th- I keep getting people calling me wanting to inspect our roof, and I got a text today of someone oh. wanting to inspect our roof, and I was like, "That's really invasive." Come on, I, I didn't respond. Like, how do you to get it. my number? Yeah, yeah. How do you have my number anyway? And, and B, how do you know it's a cell phone? But I guess it's probably a pretty good guess. Anyway. Um, so she signed up for it and and had them scheduled to install on the 23rd. It Which was a week ago yesterday. Right. We realized the 23rd wasn't going to work for us. So this is this is on us. We changed it. Uh, our daughter had a dentist appointment, and it was really hard to get that appointment. And we Wait, did, your 18-month-old had a dentist appointment? Yeah, she's got teeth, man. Just want to make sure they're still... They're coming through. They're still there. <laughs> So hey. our son will be four in a couple weeks, not been to the dentist. Hey, I, I never, I, I think we're trying to do the opposite on me. I didn't go to the dentist till I was 12. And then the next time I went, I think I was 21 or 24. So we're, we're trying to <laughs> reverse Sorry, engineer that. Like, throw us off there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay, so we rescheduled from the 23rd to the 25th. The 25th comes and goes, no one shows up. So, uh, helpful. my wife rescheduled again for tomorrow, August 1st, and we will see if they show up this time. Um, but what I was uh, kind of what I threw in there is that Suddenlink has raised their rates so much, and we pay some of our bills with credit card to get the points. So, shout out to Venture One Capital or whatever it is. But, Suddenlink raised their rates so much that we got an email from our credit card company asking asking us if this was an error. <laughs> uh, they raised their rates $17 in June. Um, and the way they did it was, I think the plan that I was on went up $16, and then the fact that I have a TiVo went up a dollar. But then what they did weird was they gave me a $9 discount for being a loyal customer, quote, and so you actually see a negative $9 on your bill as if that's supposed to make you feel better. So your bill, okay, sure, it didn't go up 17 in total, but it went 17 minus 9, so it went up $8. And then anyway, so it went up 8 bucks. and then this last I wonder month, how long that loyal customer, you know, rebate's going to be. Yeah, on how there. loyal like, do you have to be? Not there. 
<laughs> right. Exactly. And so I, uh, <laughs> we went over our data plan last month, which is 250 gigs, which is ridiculous. And so they... Way to go podcast. Yeah. They charged me $15 <laughs> for 50 more gigs. So my mm. bill went from, in two months, it was like 138 one month. And then it went to 148, and then this month it was 168. So, I, like, bye. yeah, my credit card people were like, "Are you sure this is right?" And I'm like, "I don't know. This seems a little <laughs> bit high." <laughs> You're like, you know what? Well, it's conference in suddenly. Let's, yeah. let's do this together. This is a little much. So, all that to say, uh, if we get AT and T installed tomorrow and it all works and everything, I will cancel Sublink ASAP. And we'll go down to just internet, and and uh, if we do that, are you gonna do YouTube TV or well, no, or Sling? I think I'm gonna go with Sling because it's available on the most platforms. I think that is what has sealed the deal on that because YouTube is not available on Amazon Fire Stick, which I don't have, so that wouldn't wouldn't bother me. Right. I mean, and we do that. That's kind of our our main. Well, that's our main streaming device in the in our bedroom. And then we like to use the apps on the TV uh, in the living room, but I've learned that some of these streaming apps aren't available on our TV, and I think YouTube might be one of them, but Sling is. I know Sling's available on pretty much everything we own. We could stream anything on any device, so I think that's what we're going to go with uh, when we when we sign back up in the 1st of September for Tech Football. So. Anyway, we should a month, yeah. People. We should save like about a hundred and five bucks a month until we, you know, get sling or something, and then take that hundred and five minus forty, and you're still going to save like sixty five bucks a month. So that's considerable. And there will be some months where we won't have sling, you know. So anyway, did, did, that's did the you cord watch cutting off corner. of your DVR. Uh, no, did, did you I haven't. Yet. Off your DVR, did you clear it? No, hurry, man. <laughs> I, I need I need to look at that because I do have some stuff on there. Uh, I've got like a full season of Atlanta. I haven't and Archer. I'm not gonna finish that. Those are like the two. <laughs> those are the two that are still on there. I know I haven't watched the rest of it. We've switched over to where we watch most of it on Hulu or something like that. So, which okay, I, this is the thing I don't get. I don't like with Hulu. You pay for Hulu, and they give you commercials. Yes. We're like Netflix. You pay for Netflix. You don't get commercials. Yes, but Netflix doesn't have the current episodes of current seasons. So if you wanted to get on Netflix and watch, oh, I don't know. Gosh, I can't even think of an ep- anything that's out right now. But like in the fall, let's say when The Good Place starts again. If you want to get on Netflix and watch season three of The Good Place, you couldn't. You'd have to go to Hulu. And my wife and I have decided we kind of missed commercials slightly. It's almost nice to have, because you know how long the commercial is going to be, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got time to pee. It's just kind of nice. <laughs> I know that doesn't make any sense, but you're, because you could always just pause anything at any time. There's just something about having a little break. Oh, I'm going to go get some almonds. I've got enough time. Before the end of this 30-second ad. Oh, this is a 90-second ad. Oh, man. Well, I have I forgot to go get the mail today. I better go do that real quick. <laughs> hey, speaking of really quickly, my coworker that sits right next to me should have clothes on his house in your neighborhood yesterday. Oh. 
I haven't heard from them. Hopefully everything went smoothly because like apparently on Friday they were still installing stuff and like trust us we will be ready by Monday. Like well it's when we're supposed to close. Like they were they I think they were installing the toilets Friday afternoon and we're gonna finish the flooring over the weekend. I was like dude like our house was ready like three weeks before we closed, which was I know. on the other end of being like frustrating. It's like why are we like waiting so long to the close? Whereas his is like. Hours before they close, you're still doing it. Like I think his appraisal went through the morning, like yesterday morning. Oh man, they were they were doing flooring the night before we moved in, the night Gosh. before we closed on our house. I, you I remember that. Ventura people are so slow. Well, they no these guys. Ours was not slow. I was very surprised that they agreed to build our house in the time that they did because we signed paperwork in April. We moved in August first. They didn't even have the lot like cleared <laughs> I mean it was that, that was insane but then th- these other houses there's houses around me that have been going for like six eight months and ours was done in four and I kept asking I was like are you sure you can do that because I, I didn't want to right you know I didn't want to show up on August 1st with all my stuff and oh yeah we don't have any doors sorry <laughs> You know, because your brick is coming in tomorrow. Yeah, because we, we just kind of threw that date out there because it was going to be convenient for us. But if if they would have said, well, you know, really September first would be better, we probably would have just gone. All right, that's fine. But yeah. I think they kind of cornered themselves. And man, they were these guys. It was like seven, eight o'clock at night. We came by. They were <laughs> we couldn't even go in. We couldn't even go in and look around because they were they were finishing the flooring. It might have been two days before. Yeah. Before the show Also, <laughs> point of interest, the same co-worker is getting married this weekend. Oh, man. So, closes on his house on Monday, gets married on Saturday. What a I week. I think he and his fiance were supposed to be moving the first pieces of their stuff to keep it, like, low stress this week, like, tonight. And I'm pretty sure he's out of work the rest of the week, getting ready for a wedding, probably moving. Um that makes yeah, me so it's, it's, anxious. That makes me so anxious for That's him. a big week. I don't know if I would have done both in the same week. <laughs> I don't think I could have I don't think I could have handled it. I probably would have I, I just would have not done one of them. I'm not sure. I, I would I either wouldn't have showed up for moving day or for the wedding. I think my my mind yeah, wouldn't I, have I been would, able I would to handle probably both. like hired a moving company but like I won't be there. You put all my crap in the right rooms. Yeah. I don't care how many months I need I to pay for this on, week. Ca- on credit card or whatever, <laughs> but it's it's got to happen. Yeah, man, that's a heck of a week. I, I, I go back to my wedding week, and it just felt, uh, you know, you're the groom. It's not like, it, it's not as stressful as, as being the bride, but still, there's a lot of stuff you got to do, and a lot of logistics, and people are coming in, and the DJ's coming in, and other things, so there was a lot to do, but man, I'm so glad I was not moving also. what More power to him. Way to go, guys. Yep. All right, let's let's wrap this up. What do we learn this week? It was announced yesterday, Monday, Kirby Hokut is starting a new radio show that will directly compete with us. Yeah. Because everything competes with us because we are the one-stop shop. Well, interestingly you- though, his his show will be mo- or it will be Wednesday, twelve to one, and I believe he's still on the committee for the playoff and everything. Yeah, as far as I know, he so is. So they meet like on Tuesday. So he will be less than twenty-four hours removed from that. So 
not that Tech will be, you know, probably in those discussions this year, but very recent um, news and tidbits that I think he'd be able to share. Also, just really interesting that you're going to have your athletic director on a radio show every week. Yeah, I think uh, I'm sure. I, I bet Pete, or not Pete. Gosh, <laughs> I bet uh, Robert Giovanetti's going to be on there with him. I think him. he will be the host. Yeah, I bet he'll be the host and kind of kind of direct he, things he works a little for bit. Tech. Right. Yeah. So that'll be. I, I'm sure Kobe. Will, uh, gosh, man. It's been over an hour, guys. I'm 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 dying on the vine here, Kirby. At least we're I'm not sure, talking like this. Yeah, I'm sure Mr. Hocut will have some uh, some good insight to the program, and it should the be interesting thing, every time. It should be interesting, you know, even as it goes into baseball season and uh, track yeah. and field. The one thing I do want I want him to do is I want him to read the mean tweets, because as the as the president of the commissioner, whatever they want to call that position. He is the recipient of a lot of really nasty tweets from fan fans of other teams that the committee is sliding and that they're not, you know, respecting enough. I want him to be reading those tweets. Uh, that would be the good. Show. They they should take that suggestion because I would tune in for that every time. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like it's an hour radio show. Commit like the last five minutes to mean tweets. Yeah, just all from Florida State fans or <laughs> Clemson, Georgia, Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, all those guys. Uh, the last thing we learned was that the city council okayed the first vote to allow breweries in the city of Lubbock, and that's more specifically kind of brew pubs. I, I think places like Triple J's are kind of grandfathered in, and they're in a different zoning. But what it, what it basically will do is it looks like you can you'll be able to open a brew pub downtown. And there's supposedly one already trying to to come in, and it's called Ald Brewing Company, A-U-L-D. And they're trying to uh, put together a brew pub on 515 Broadway, just west of I-27. So uh, more power to the city of Lubbock for getting a little bit more modern on that. Uh, hat tip to Kyle Jacobson, who's already been mentioned in, in our in our podcast today about tweeting this out. And I know he, he kind of does some work either directly or indirectly for the city. So he may have had, he may have had a hand in on this. So, uh, another, another thing in this. Oh, good. Well, let me, let me just cover this real quick. Another thing in this article that's good too, is food trucks, uh, now will have approval to be open at city parks and, the reason that wasn't approved before was because of where parks are located and parks are most most oftenly located in residential zones so this ordinance will now allow a food truck in a park for up to a two-hour period with the permit so how about that what if you go to a park one day and there's some food trucks you're going to stay longer and you're going to eat some good food so good job Lubbock's, Lubbock's getting a little bit a little bit more modern there yeah well, I was going to say, I, I just know that at one point he was at, in some compass, in some capacity, this Kyle Jacobson was involved with the, and I'm blanking out, not the city council, chamber of commerce. Right. I think, I think you're right. Cause I know that he, uh, I don't know if he worked for them or interned with them. Kyle, sorry, we're starting rumors here, but I know that we he are. had some insight on the, 
the dirt arena that was kind of being thrown around about the time of the Coliseum vote. He had he had some scoop. He did. Totally had some scoop. Scoop on the dirt. Had some... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And on that note... <laughs> and with that, everybody. <laughs> All right. Not like for real, though. Um, we are looking forward to getting into fall camp. Uh, we'll have a lot, of, probably a lot to discuss as the notebooks and the the media availabilities and all that kind of stuff starts rolling out. Fall camp starts sometime this week. I think I heard Friday. Um, so by the time we come back, there should be two or three practices in. Um, probably lots of juicy nothingness to talk about next week. With that, like I said, we'll be starting. We'll probably do uh, first half of the season more like in-depth preseason previews. Um, Going to be like if you're a reader of Taking the Planes, lots of great content there just about every day, um, except on the days that I post the podcast. Because <laughs> there's that's just a, a sinkhole. No, I'm kidding. Um, Michael, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off at an hour 20? No, we we didn't quite hit our hour mark, and uh, y'all just just uh, hope that I will have internet tomorrow from someone who will charge me a lot less money, at least for two years, and then we'll reevaluate again because I think that's what you do now. You just every two years well, with, you just with, start over. AT and T, you definitely sign a contract. Yep. So I, I think that's where we're headed. We're going to be those every two year people but we are working on upgrading some equipment to where Michael and I can record together which may allow us to record remotely which would be interesting especially when we start doing like the post game reactions yeah could meet up or we could just go like hey we're gonna go to Caprock tonight or we're gonna go to Caprock and do our weekly preview or Big Ben's Big Ben's go sit out in the the steamy mosquito net he's got out there yeah anyways lots of good stuff excited that football's coming back for michael i'm spencer thanks for listening to the 23 personnel podcast